want to start this? I don't know. Hi, friends. Hi, friends. This is Katie. And this is Alini. Welcome to Tea with Friends. So, Alini, what are you drinking today? So today, Katie, I'm so glad you asked. I have, in my favorite mug, Peace of Mind Tea from Flying Bird Botanicals. I forget what's in it, but it's very herby and... Um, is there caffeine? No caffeine, because it is a... I don't even know what time it is. What time is it, Katie? It's 6.18. It is 6.18 in the evening, and yeah. Alini cannot do caffeine past 10 a.m. because That's she fair. won't sleep. She already doesn't sleep, especially with <laughs> caffeine. <laughs> this is my third cup of tea of the day, probably because I started late. Otherwise, we'd probably be at like four or five, but... Um, Peace of Mind is my favorite tea, Flying Bird Botanicals, I found because of Katie... Oh. Um, you sent me that cute little care package and oh, in forgot. it came a sample yes. size package of this tea and I fell in love with it and it really does bring me peace of mind. I gotta say, they deliver on their slogan. <laughs> Which we're or happy title. to hear always. Always. What about you? What are you drinking? I am drinking I Love Lemon with vitamin C Ooh. from Bigelow. I think that's like what you can get at Trader Joe's. Okay. Love Trader's. Um, this is my first cup of tea today. Nice. Because I don't usually drink tea. I had co- I will I made coffee this morning. At work there's a Keurig downstairs mm. in like the mini lounge in like the junior high building. Sure. And I went downstairs, made my Keurig with my cup and forgot about it for 3 hours. Mm, as so one it does just sat when you so are just, a teacher. So it just sat there. And the mug I'm using today um it's all those fun grammatical mistakes you make with your <laughs> and your, there, 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 were, we're, and it just goes from 1 through 16 like that. And I think that really represents me because those kind of things bother me. Yes. Um, you are the grammar queen. queen. What do you have in your second glass since it is 6 o'clock on a Friday evening? <laughs> so my second glass, well, first of all, it has an apple on it and it mm. says it's 3.30 somewhere. Because it is. And I am having, I don't even know, it was like a half bottle that my mom got me some subscription and it yes. sent me half bottles of different reds. A very cool subscription. It was the Nativity Calendar in Wine. Oh wait, yeah. yeah. And I'm still drinking it and it's and, March. Well, I mean, that makes sense. That was what, 25 bottles of wine? Yeah, that's, that's, that's a lot. 25 half bottles. Half bottles, right. So sure. this is my first sip of the wine. I'll give you a oh, review. Oh, yes, please. Thoughts? Thoughts. Dry... Which okay. I like. Yes, you do. It's a red blend. Mm, I um, like a good blend. Which I appreciate. So, Lenny, what's what's your other glass and what's in it? So, you have to tell me what's in it since you poured it. But let me tell you what's on the glass. It says, it's not really drinking alone if the dog is home. Which is very apt for us because, or for me, I should say. Because I have a cute little Shih Tzu who you might hear snoring in the background or vying for attention because he's kind <laughs> of an attention freak. Um, and there's a dog on it, and it's really cute, and I love it. And inside this glass is what, Katie? Inside this glass is a fun story. So it's a Testarossa Cuvée Twist Top lovely. Pinot. Let's mm. so take a sip, and then I'll tell you why we got it. Oh, yes, that's nice. Oh, that's nice. You know what? This would pair really well with any kind of meat. Can't any relate, because it's Lent. Anyways, the reason I have this Testarossa, which is higher end, I would not buy Testarossa wine myself. It's Again, we're teachers. Teacher right. salary. I'm not going to wineries. No. I'm going to Trader Joe's looking at the bottom row. Um, <laughs> I went to my parents' house today, 
And my mom was like, we bought all this Pinot twist top and like my mom doesn't drink wine. My dad only drinks Chardonnay. She was like, so take some. So I grabbed one. Once I finished this, I had to finish the other half of the half bottle. I'm going to move to the cuvee. If there's an open bottle, you have to drink it. You have to finish it, especially living alone. It takes Mm. me like a week and a half to get through a bottle of wine. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) Okay, so Alini, I think we should introduce ourselves. Yes, 100%. To the people. So my name's Alini. Um, A fun story about my name. I was named after a song. I was named after a French song. Um, And by Christophe something or other. And my name in French is pronounced Aline, but being Brazilian, um, you, we pronounce Alini Alini. So when we moved to the U.S., my name became Alini. So yeah, that's my name. Alini. I didn't know about the French thing. Really? But I would like you to share the different pronunciations. Oh, that I get? You get. Oh, yeah. gosh, yes. Um, my um, freshman year bio teacher, Mr. Welsh, if you're listening to this, which I don't High know why you would High school or college? Be. High school, thank you. Um, for the entire school year, called me Lolenny. How? I don't know. <laughs> don't know. Literally but how? as a freshman, for whatever reason, and I'm a pretty outspoken person, so I have no problem correcting people with my name, but let me tell you about Mr. Welsh. He was coach of the freshman football team. Not, like, super intimidating, but for whatever reason, on the first day of school, I just didn't, I felt intimidated. Right. Um, and so I, he, I just let him call me Lolenny, and by, like, the Second week, it was too weird to be like, actually, Mr. Welsh, my let name's me tell you. not that. It's, that's not what my name is. It wasn't until the week before finals, I was in for collaboration, and his classroom mate, Mr. McGuire, who was my freshman experience teacher, was like, what did you call her? And corrected him. It was like, his, her name is Alini. Why didn't you tell me? You let me go the entire school year calling you by the wrong name. I was like, honestly, I just kind of got used to it. Um, so yeah, so that one's my favorite, but I get a line a lot. Actually, I had a friend in high school who called me a line on purpose. Actually, our friend, good friend Ro. Oh, I am 29. I am 29 years old. And where do you live? What's I live that? in the Bay Area. I live in Campbell, which I love. I'm a big fan of Campbell, California. If you guys ever come here, check out our downtown. Um, it's great. It's really cute. Um, so my fun fact. Um, fun fact. I'm obsessed with musicals. And all things television, movies, you will hear me reference them often. I will probably go on tangents about them. Katie will probably, like, get us back on track. (laughs) Maybe we'll have, like, an Alini tangent segment because I love all things musical and television and just the entertainment industry, really. Cool. Okay, Katie. So I'm Katie. What's the story of your name? So the story of my name, my full name is Kathleen Ann which is after my dad's mom, so my paternal grandmother, um, who was a gem, and she went by Kathy, and she passed away about a year ago. And my parents named me right after her, Kathleen Ann, but they've never called me Kathleen. Right out of the womb, it was always Katie. Mm. I was only Kathleen if I was in trouble. My dad would say, Kathleen Ann, Mm, or this or that. So I love my name, and even though Katie's a basic name, most Katie's are are Catherine's. That's true. Most Katie's are Catherine, but mm-hmm. you are not. You are Kathleen. I am Kathleen. Yeah. And my Irish roots shine through there. Yes, they do. And I'm 23. I am not 23. Oh, my God. I'm 25. Okay, I'm almost 26. You're going on 20. Well, not almost. You've got a few months, but I yeah. am six months away from being 26. It's March. That makes me five months away from being 30. Okay, we're not going to talk about that. Because... 
I just said I was 23. Yeah, I don't know where that came from. That happened I, to me the other night. You? Not 23. I said, like, 26. But I was like, no, I'm not. You're like, actually not. <laughs> I'm 25. I am six months away from having to have my own health insurance and be on my own. Mm. That's where I am emotionally. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I also live in the Bay Area of California. Yeah. I used to live in Campbell with Alini. I have a dog also named Millie. Oh, yes. She's laying on the floor right now, sleeping like what a queen. What kind of dog is she? Millie is a large German Shepherd. She yes. is a good seven pounds overweight right now, well mm. into the 90s. Thanks, Mom. Thanks, Jill. <laughs> um, which makes her and Ty, Alini's dog, such a great pair. Because yes. Ty is how many pounds? Eleven? <laughs> Twelve on a good day? Um, he's a Shih Tzu. And um, he is the light of my life. He is also the king of my camera roll because all I take pictures of is him being cute. <laughs> I can't believe you just said that. <laughs> I mean, it's am I so wrong weird. though? I mean, it's accurate. Light of my life and king of my camera roll, Tycho. It's like you're talking about like it's that was a lot for me. <laughs> well, this is what happens when you only hang out with your dog for a whole year. <laughs> I've literally had nothing else to take pictures of except for my dog at home. That's true. Or my roommates with my dog at home. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Um. So my occupation. Yes. What is your <laughs> occupation, Katie? I am a teacher. I teach seventh and eighth graders. I teach them religion. Love. Because I teach at a Catholic school. Yes. And I also teach them conventions of language, a.k.a. grammar. Woo woo. And with that, I like to just shout out that I am the student council moderator. Yes, she is. Which I love. And I am the campus minister. Now that we're here. Mm-hmm. Here, let's... where, Katie? Where are we, Katie? Oh, here. So we're in my apartment. Yes, we are. Because I don't have roommates. Right. So we're not disturbing anybody. And I have a... I'm, my apartment, I would say, is very aesthetic Oh, pleasing. Definitely. Again, that's another shout out to my mom, Jill. Yes. I just Jill. sent her like an Instagram post that I liked and then Pottery Barn boxes started arriving at my door. It's the dream. It is the dream. Yeah. And I, the only problem of the dream is that I have a white couch and I have a German Shepherd. <laughs> so that's why I'm going to say house. you keep this white couch white. Like it is always clean when I'm here. Thank you. You're very welcome. I try. So my biggest fear is spilling red wine or coffee mm. on the couch that is my yes. straight up biggest fear yes um anyway so we're here in my house sitting on my white couch in blankets with double fisting tea and wine yes <laughs> and we need to talk about alini's job situation okay but let's start beginning of pandemic where sure. we both where you were beginning of pandemic yeah so I was the youth minister at uh, or director of youth ministry at St. Simon Parish in Los Altos and I absolutely loved um, that community I loved. This, the youth I got to work with were just phenomenal. Um, but unfortunately, because of the pandemic, you know, um, finances take a hit. Um, so I was laid off in September of 2020. No. Yeah. It's yeah. only been... Wow. It hasn't even been a year. It hasn't even been a year. So I was laid off in September of 2020, which was a bit of a shock. But luckily, I had friends um, and tea to get me through it. Um, <laughs> and... Um, in, at the end of October, I became a, uh, extended care supervisor at my previous place of employment, which is St. Joseph's in Cupertino. And I grew up there. I went to school there. Um, I worked there before I went to St. Simon. So it was like coming back home and it was wonderful. Um, and I was supervising or am supervising children, um, that 
their teachers are still teaching remote because of the pandemic, but there are students on campus now. So I supervise those children while they're on their Zooms. I supervise two different classes. So I have fifth and sixth grade, um, which is different than my my usual grade level. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, you know, when I first started in education, I started as a third grade teacher's aide, which was the dream. I love third graders. I, I, if I became a teacher, I would want to teach third grade because they're such a great age. They're old enough where you can hold them accountable. You can explain things to them and like they're like why things are okay and why things aren't okay, but they also still really want to please you. The third grade teacher who, um, Nancy, if you're listening to this, I love you. She was amazing. I learned so much from her and I learned from her predecessor, who is my confirmation, uh, godmother. Um, and I don't know. So anyway, back again, tangents back to what I do. So I work with fifth and sixth graders. Um, like I said, usually I work with high schoolers. Um, and I guess I did work with sixth graders in middle school ministry, but, um, I mean, not to like, not it was every the, day to like this extent. No, and not as many. And it was, again, it was once a week. Yeah. Um, sixth and seventh and eighth graders, which I loved. And the eighth graders doing confirmation prep. Confirmation prep was probably one of the favorite parts of my job um, in my high school ministry. But yeah, so it's been great. But update on Monday, I will be starting a brand new position as the community coordinator at Christ of Good Shepherd. Lutheran Church. Whoa! Okay, um, so I have questions. Oh, lay them on me. Not only are you getting a new job, mm-hmm. but you are working at a church mm-hmm. that is not the same faith that you are. Yes, that is correct. I am born and raised Catholic. I'm very proud to be Catholic, and I will be working at a Lutheran church. Now, how do you feel about that? You know, I feel pretty great about it. I- I didn't really give too much thought about it in the in the interview or the initial screening, I should call it. Um, I asked them like, "Does it is it does it pose a problem that I am not Lutheran and I am Catholic?" And they said, "Not at all." So I was like, "Well, if it's not an issue for them, it's not an issue for me. I don't see any Absolutely. problems moving forward." Um, I'm actually really excited to learn more about what makes us similar, what makes us different. Mm-hmm. Um, what are things we could probably learn from them? Mm-hmm. What are things that we could take a, that I could take away? Because you know, ideally, I would have liked to one day work for the Catholic Church again. Um, and if I'm given the opportunity to do so, it would be great to have this kind of like other experience. Because right. I've only I've worked for the diocese for seven years. Yeah, that's the only work experience I have outside of working for my college campus. Right. Um, so I'm really excited to see how they run their church. I mean, one thing that's already fascinating is they have a female pastor mm-hmm. who is amazing. We had our first meeting last week and she and I just hit it off completely and she's fantastic. Um, and she is not the highest authority of the church. Um, she reports to a group of volunteers that makes up the council, um, which is fascinating. So she that's, reports to the congregation that exactly. she's serving. Exactly. Their ministries are all done volunteer-based. So that's part of my job. I will be coordinating those volunteers. That'll be um, fun. It will be fun. I think you're good at that. Yeah, and I have experience coordinating volunteers. And um, So are you excited overall? How are we feeling about Monday? I'm really excited. I feel like it hasn't fully hit me yet, though. Probably yeah. because I will stay on at St. Joseph's until the end of the school year. So it's not like I'm leaving one thing and starting something different. Which Katie's. is ridiculous. Yes, I will be working 52-hour weeks for um, the next three months. Sips tea, but it was actually wine. wine. 
Which I advised against. She did. She did. But I think you can handle it. I think that if I was committing to doing this without an end date in sight, it would be too much. That's okay. okay. But I think that knowing there is an end time for this. And knowing it's only two months. Three. March, April, March, May. April, May. You're right. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Three months. But, again, there is an end date, and I know what I'm getting myself into. Yeah. Um, And the first month is going to be all learning, which sounds like it'll be stressful, but that's where I thrive. Mm-hmm. Um, once I get into the routine, that's where I find myself getting kind of, like, fatigued. Right. But I think knowing that it's three months, knowing that I'll have a second income that will help supplement my savings that I had to tap into because of being laid off and um, taking a pay cut. So I think all in all, I have enough positives to make it worthwhile, which is why I went against my dear friend Katie's (laughs) advice um, and did accept to do both, um, to to stay at St. Joseph's with the kids that I love and the community that I love that is home. Um, and take on this new chapter as well and see what comes of it. I'm excited. It should be fun. Tune in next time to hear how it goes. Yes. Yeah. If you want to know how Listen my first week went. Week. <laughs> I'll have so much to say about my first week. Oh, my I know, gosh. I'm excited. Okay, Katie. Yes. I want to know why you chose to be a teacher. Oh, boy. Well, I guess that takes back to what my life was. Mm. And I was youth minister also at uh, St. Mary's, St. Mary of the Immaculate Conception in Los Gatos, California. I was the youth minister there, and I slowly started to become more involved with the school. Um, When I became their campus minister, I was doing their masses. It was very limited interaction with the students, but it was awesome, and I loved it. And... It came a point where the principal had approached me and was just curious what my trajectory was and if I was interested in teaching religion because at that point they were looking for a religion teacher and I was like, sure, I'll try it. So I just kind of threw myself into it halfway through the year. So mm-hmm. in January. Yeah. I just had a bachelor's in sociology but like a passion for sharing the faith and mm-hmm. I started teaching 7th and 8th grade religion. Um I really got into the swing of things. Didn't know what lesson planning was. Didn't know what standards were. I mean, I knew what standards were. I was following them from the diocese. But I didn't know as much as I know now, obviously, like a year and a half later. Um, So, I don't know. I just really liked having the daily interaction with the kids. Like, you are at school more than you are at home. Mm -hmm. And it is so much fun to get to know the kids on that level. And especially, I like, high school is like my favorite age. So 7th and 8th graders is kind of like right up there with high school in terms of like mindset. Sure. I, I I speak to the kids like they're adults. I expect them to be on their game. Yeah. Like they're high school students. Like they're prepared to go into high school. Yeah. Um, And I think that's what sets me apart from other teachers is I'm like, I'm very real with them. There's not a totally. facade that I put on to my students. Right. I'm like I'm this teacher. It's more of like a conversation, respectful relationship. Um, I think that's why your students love you so much and respect you so much because you treat them as full human beings, not just someone that sits in their classroom and listens to everything you say. Right. I, I, I want them to question authority. If I give a due date for an assignment and that like they have a hundred more, hundred million more assignments due that day, I want them to say like, Hey, Miss Sullivan, like 
do you think we could move this like a day forward or a day backward because right. of X, Y, and Z? And I'm totally open to having that conversation with you. Yeah, well, and even it, with like sense. societal issues, like yes. big social justice issues, I don't want them to always believe what authority is saying. Oh, 100%. I want them to have the ability to respectfully voice their opinions. Mm-hmm. So long story short, I was the religion teacher, fell in love with it. When I was growing up, I always had like put down like, when I grow up, I want to be a teacher, but like kind of thought that through high school and college sure and uh at the end of last school year i applied for a master's program in catholic education at santa clara university and i got in which was a shock to me so i don't know why that was such a shock it was not a shock (laughs) to anybody that knows you well, it's because, like, I didn't have the best grades in high school, and I just mm. didn't think I was good enough to ever go to Santa Clara. Like, in high school, I was like, I could never go to a school like that. And then here I am going to a school like that, and I'm just thrilled. Yeah. So when I got the job, or the when I got the, when I was accepted into the program at Santa Clara, part of it is that you're getting your teaching credential. Mm-hmm. So you need to be teaching, and part of the program is that you're teaching full-time at a Catholic school. Yes. So I went to my principal, and I was like, Hi, I got into this program. Obviously, she was so excited. Like, it's a great program. And I was like, and I need full-time hours to work towards my credential and to be part of this program. And she was like, great, we'll figure something out. Like, we want to keep you. And I was like, thank gosh, because I did not want to leave. And so then I started – so my credential is going to be in English. Mm. So I'm starting out by teaching uh, grammar classes to 7th and 8th graders as well, which I love grammar because there's clear-cut rules and it's amazing. But something special to add about the school is that I went to St. Mary's growing up, kindergarten through 8th grade, just like Alini did at St. Joe's. Yeah. And it has a special place in my heart. And I will be devastated if for some reason I ever have to leave. But – that's how I, I felt it. when I left. Mm-hmm. I think I was excited because I was pursuing ministry. Right. But I think I was, it was really hard to leave that community. I mean, those teachers. That Taught they, us. They were yeah. my teachers. Mm-hmm. Like, and my, you know, sometimes people grow up and they're like, oh, I can't remember this teacher's, like, what they look like, but I remember they made an impact. I will never forget my teachers because not only did they teach me, but they became my colleagues. And exactly. it's just, it's such a special relationship and getting to give back to the youth that is going through the same exact school. And I think it totally. also gives us a sense of understanding of what they're going through. Oh, relatability completely. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's awesome. And it's fun because, like, especially when it comes to, like, eighth graders graduating, it can be like, oh, I remember I did this, mm-hmm. I did that. And, like, they, I can show them pictures of me at that yes. time. Like, graduation's a big deal for, like, so these schools, we have uniforms, right? Yes. And the girls get to have, like, a, boys and girls get to dress up for the graduation. Like, girls yeah. get pretty dresses, fun shoes. We were talking about it, and I was like, I remember being a little kid at St. Mary's and being so excited to see what shoes the girls were wearing. I was just going to talk about that during the rehearsal, because there's a rehearsal where the school is invited since Mm -hmm. the actual graduation that takes place in the evening. Is it in the evening for you? in the evening. Um, On a Friday. Um, Only family and friends of the graduates come to the actual celebration, but during the rehearsal, the whole school gets to go, since it's a K through 8, and I would pray i would literally pray to sit on the aisle yes closest oh my gosh. to yes. the center like to the center aisle of the pew um to watch the girls walk because the girls were encouraged to bring their heels yes, to, practice to practice walking, walking. down mm-hmm. um towards their seats and 
I same thing. It's amazing. I loved watching like what heels girls would choose to wear. Yes, that's so funny. And then of course, so like I graduated from St. Mary's in 2010. It's now the class of 2021. So Wait, it's you been graduated eleven eighth years. Grade in 2010. Yeah, so I graduated high school in 2010. I know. <laughs> I forget so that it's sometimes. Been eleven years since I graduated eighth grade, and these girls are dying to see the monstrosity that I wore. It is oh my gosh. like that shiny. Remember like those old dresses that like. Oh, the dress that you wore. I thought we were talking about heels like still. Like Macy's. Yes. It's probably like 50 My dress bucks. was from Macy's. And it was like strapless, pink. Now they're not allowed to wear strapless dresses. I was never allowed to wear strapless. And my shoes were hideous. My hair was hideous. But it I guess you had your gown bad. over it. Right. But we were still not but allowed to. But I also to. wore strapless to the dinner dance. All my dresses were strapless. Oh, wait. Did I? No, mine was a halter. My dinner dance, but I wore like a full prom gown to my dinner dance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, full so, prom yeah, gown. It's fun to like relate to the kids and be like, "Well, look what Miss Sullivan was wearing in 2010 when she was your age." I have all those dresses. I can't. That's awesome that you have those. I, I, I put them in like shadow boxes and like hang them in your home one day, like mm, in a hallway. I think I'm gonna use them. Like Ooh. I want to one day use the fabric. <laughs> that's not. I'm not a shadow box person. I'm like she didn't even acknowledge it. <laughs> We're just gonna. Is anyone a shadow box person? I mean, there might some of our friends listening might be. Let's not shadow box friend. Yeah, shadow box friend. <laughs> What's up, shadow box friends? Shout out to you. Shout out to the shadow box. <laughs> That's not my life, but um, I want to keep the fabric. I'm very much about like passing things on. If I ever have children, since I've always right. dreamed of being a mother, right? Um, if I ever have children, it'd be really fun to like use the fabric of my eighth grade like graduation dress for a scarf or something for my daughter, or because I don't know, she's not gonna want to wear the dress because. Maybe they'll come point. back in style by then. I mean, maybe. If you had a kid tomorrow, it'd be 18 or like How would I have a kid years tomorrow? From now. If, if tomorrow, you had a kid tomorrow, your kid Is would... this WandaVision where she just like finds out I don't know pregnant. anything about WandaVision. Oh, right. Never mind. See? Here we Anyways, go. Anyways, that's why I'm a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's how we to started. To wrap it up, that's why I'm a teacher. And we both work at the schools we went to and graduated from. You yes. can walk into the office and find our eighth grade graduation photos. My eighth grade graduation photo is right across from my classroom. Oh, that's fun. Oh, because do you put all of them up like so on they the hallways go up in the junior high building? Oh, they're fun. lined up on all the walls around my classrooms, and you can look out my door. That's so and fun. And I can see my eighth grade face. So ours is the most recent eighth grade class. Goes in the office? Goes in the office yes. next to the principal's office. Yes. But same. then there's, you know, that thing that like, it's like that it fans out and it like you can put posters in it when you used to buy posters you just it's kind of like you just flip through it oh, like a book. Oh yes, like like one of those rug things but smaller. A hundred percent, exactly. Yeah. That's where all the previous eighth grades go. So oh. you can see everybody in one spot. You don't have to walk down a hallway. You just stand there and flip through it. That's really fun. Yeah, so we can go back, you can go back and like I can see my brother's year, the years that like the kids that were in eighth grade when I was in third grade because that's the year I started at St. Joseph's. Yes. Um, which is really fun. And then all the kids I got to teach are there. So that's the thing. I was going to mention this when you talked about um, not remembering teachers' names. Mm. So one thing that I learned at Santa Clara University was that you never, the biggest thing that, like, my professor has, like, instilled in us at the beginning of the year was, like, you need to know these kids' names. Mm. You need to know because it makes them feel a sense of belonging, how important it is to remember your students' names. When they come back. When they come back. Yes. Not only on the first day of school, the first day of the second trimester, the last day of school, but when they come back. After they've graduated. Yes. Or when you have, like, a teaching at these K-8 schools. How do you do schools. that, though? Because after, 
after like 30 after years, how class. do you do that? Right. How do you – do you keep a scrapbook? And you keep yearbooks. Because even this year, we had – in eighth grade, there was a couple kids who left over the summer, mm. and I forgot one of their names. Mm. And I was like, I can't have that happening after a year. No. So it's one of those things where like, I never want a kid to come back to me and me be like – But I think that's fair, and I agree with that. But I also think that – there were plenty of times where I would see teachers that knew who I was, but they couldn't remember my name. Like, they were like, I remember you. You were very into theater. Um, you were in my government class. Right. But they can't remember my name. See, but I don't want to be that person. Fair. I, I don't disagree with you. I think it will be much that much. If teachers remembered my name, it would be that much more special, 100%. But, but then that's how teachers are supposed to be, like, superhuman and remember, like, but like everyone's name. I think name. mostly about high school because in junior high, like all of my junior high teachers didn't get the chance to forget me because I was there. <laughs> my mom <laughs> teaches there as well. So I was there volunteering all through high school. I volunteered right. through college when I was home. I never really left St. Joseph's and I still haven't. That's true. Um, and so they never get the chance to forget who I am. But like my high school teachers, that's a different story because you're also teaching so many kids. So many kids. It's not like you're in the same classroom every single day with that's the same kids. That's very true. I feel like if you ever transition into teaching at a high school, which we hope, which is always the dream, um, that's a lot more difficult to achieve. Unless they're the kind of students that stay in touch with you, right? If you encourage, because I always encourage my students to stay in touch, right? Right. Email me, announcements. Um, once you've graduated, you can add me on social media kind of thing. Because yes. that helps because you keep seeing their face and remind, yes. like, that's what keeps your memory going right exactly. so that you can catch up with where they are in life like oh yeah you went to this school and you're doing this and now you're doing that so i'm actually going to do a shout out to one of my oh, old yay. students and then we're going to need me. a refill moment yeah we need a refill um okay so i have a student from last year okay and i was like yeah you guys can you can totally add me on instagram when you guys graduate eighth grade not a problem and he on wednesday messaged me this thing it's like a video of two fish okay i wish you guys could see it maybe we'll post it on our instagram Ooh, yes and it's a video and it says steve you're late again what happened this time and it's like a teacher talking to a student and the student goes sir you won't believe it and then it's jesus parting the seas and then there's a fish that says no way because it's like <laughs> two fish talking to each other and i Thought it was hilarious. I messaged him back. I was like, I love that. He was um, late because he couldn't get through the sea. Because Jesus, Jesus part of it. parting the sea. Which I <laughs> Because it's called love. the school of fish. Yes. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. And I was like, and so then like, I was looking back at our past conversations and this kid had messaged me and he was like, I have orientation and it's really terrible. Mm. And I said, I was trying to encourage him. He said, it's like, it's. It's really pain. It's it was almost as painful as the time you gave me so and so and so and so detention Ooh. for how we were sitting in class. He goes, "When can I shadow St. Mary's and come back?" Oh, and I was like, "See, so this is why you want to keep in touch, always, and this is why you want to view your students as human beings, absolutely, because they're not little robots that are expected." You know, I was thinking about this the other day. I was sitting in the classroom and I was expecting my students to be quiet while they were working independently. And then I was like, why do I expect that from them when I always have my music playing? I get up and go, you know, drink a cup of coffee or do whatever. Like, 
I, if I just need to get up and move my body, I don't need to ask for permission. Why do I make my students do that? So I told him, if you are actually on task and I can see that you're on task, you have free reign to like get up and go for a walk around the classroom when you need to, or like not around the classroom because right, right now we want to social distance. So like, but go like outside stand up at your desk, right? Stand outside. up at your desk, do a stretch. You don't have to ask me for permission. I've never had older kids ask me for permission to get like a tissue because you're still in the classroom. Like just get up and go. Right. Um, but the only time I need to know is like if you're leaving the actual vicinity of the classroom, then I need to know. Right. Um, but yeah, I was thinking about that, and I was it kind of changed my perspective it's also important for them to learn how to manage their you know their bodies and their like what do they need to do to stay focused like if they find themselves becoming unfocused if they need to go outside and come back in and try again like so be it like right. no problem you really have to start creating those habits in the classroom for when they get older in high school because someone's not holding their hand in high school no exactly and so that's why like if we are sitting for a long time, I'll have them stand up. We'll go outside or we'll do a lot of group work. And, like, mm. they need to know how to work well with others. I think Ty has to go to the bathroom. I think so, too. We're going to take a break here in a well, minute. Well, I was going to say, since we're out of wine. Right. And Ty has to go to the bathroom. And it's been an hour, and I'm going to be the one who listens to this hour. Has it been an hour? Yes. So our wine is out. Our tea is out. Out. Yeah, we have finished our tea. We finished our wine. Ty we needs to-, to go potty. Yes. It's time to go. Thank you, friends, for listening. I hope that you had a cup of tea with us and enjoyed listening um, wherever you are. And we hope to chat with you again next week. Yes. Find us on social media. We'll let you know what that is. Hi, this is Katie, editing in the future. You can find us on Instagram at t.w.friends. We hope that you follow us there. And if you have anything specific you want us to talk about, let us know. Yes. Bye, friends. Bye, friends.